So I did the Easter egg hunt, right? A couple months later, they they, they did a block party um, in Totlot off of Center Street, okay, um, which is a place where you know a lot of minorities are, or whatever. So they did a pop up block uh, block party. I provided the DJ, and my guys came out, and the whole force is out. All the food was free and everything like that. Oh, cool. But everybody was just like playing basketball, eating food, chilling, taking pictures. We did a big group group shot, and I had all these guys like. I've never, ever been at a cookout with this many police here before. And then he's like, but it's kind of cool. Hello and welcome to Around Town Carroll County, the show about entrepreneurs doing wonderful things right here in our own county and how you too can build a thriving business and live out your own dream instead of being paid to build someone else's. I'm your host, Adam Stoltz, owner of Digital Consulting LLC, a company focused on video marketing and content creation for your business, making your complex video projects simple. If you like what you see in here today, please be sure to subscribe, like, share, leave a five-star rating. You can also donate to our calls right on our homepage at aroundtowncc.com. We can't thank you enough in advance for your support. My guest today has been the DC, Maryland, and Virginia Promoter of the Year. From the Baltimore Crown Awards for four years in a row now, has also won Promoter of the Year. In 2014, he won Band of the Year. And from the Fast Lane to Success Independent Artist Music Awards in 2020, he won the Lifetime Achievement Award. Please help me welcome to the show owner, CEO, and founder of Wisdom Court Entertainment and Find Your Purpose, Inc., Mr. Billy Live. Billy, thanks for being with us, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Of course. Good to have you here. Uh, so I know we're talking about two different things here today, but let's start with, for those that don't know, what's Wisdom Court Entertainment? Wisdom Court Entertainment, um, originally it started out as a record label. That was the original idea. And then we decided to turn it into more of a um, music production and booking agency. Okay. Um, to where kind of like we help with artist development and things like that because we didn't want to get into the, the, the record label thing because a lot of record labels are kind of like disappearing. Yeah. So we're, we're more of a production company. Like we do the recording, the graphic arts, the management, the booking, everything you need to get to the next level. We handle all of that. Great. So if a if a label was to come and want an artist, one of our artists, they would they can either sign Wisdom Court to maintain doing what we do, and get the artist, or they can just sign the artist, and we would have to like sign off on, you know, a percentage thing or whatever from our artist, artist development that we have done with the artists. Great, great. And um, who who are the artists coming into Wisdom Court? I mean, are are, are you? I guess I don't know how else to put it. Are you also training artists on how to get into the biz? And yeah. Okay. Yeah, we have, I have artists that, um, you know, that's been in it, in it for a while that just, I, like, the, the, to really break it down, there's artists that will have been in the Baltimore scene or the music scene for, like, a very long time and walk past some of these venues and radio stations for years and never stepped inside of them. Gotcha. So we open all of them doors for them, for, the, for those style of artists. Then the younger artists, um, we help with everything from, you know, interviewing studio etiquette to how to perform, to how to do like all of that, the graphic arts, social media marketing, everything. So yeah, we, we're like really hands-on with, um, from start to finish with the artists. Great, great. Um, 
And and so you're saying with with the younger youth, um, that's where find your purpose comes in, mm-hmm. correct? So so what mm-hmm. is find your purpose? Well, I w- I would say with the younger youth and and some of the the adults that need to find their purpose as well. But basically, find your purpose is um, a nonprofit that um, we're putting together. It's almost pretty much official now, and um, I'm going to be using that to reach a whole new um, market of people. You okay. know what I'm saying? And um. It's really just about helping people find their purpose, like whatever it is that they want to do. Um, people sometimes struggle to find, you know, their value in life. Right. And uh, not everybody will come through the music channel, but because hip hop and just music in general is such like a universal language, we use that to kind of open up the door and kind of like make the bridge for communication. Okay. Once we get them in, then we can talk to them about whatever it is they want to do. Um, I've been lucky enough that where like a lot of people that come to us are musically inclined. Gotcha. So I'll um, I'll take them and they'll end up being assistant engineers, photographers, um, artists, graphic artists, for, you know, yeah. videographers, um, to just people that just want to be involved at any level. Because um, one thing that I think a lot of people don't realize with the music business is uh, there's a thousand other jobs besides being a superstar. <laughs> yeah, there are. You right. know what I'm saying? That's, that's with yeah. photography and video Man- and down managers, the line. Managers, yeah. stagehands, booking agents, yeah. and the ones behind the scenes are the ones that actually make money yeah you know yeah so i i show all my young artists how to do multiple things good you know what i'm saying well and and so because you've brought this up to me in our in our own personal talks too that there's this whole other side of carroll county and westminster that Mm -hmm. is kind of forgotten um so i'm assuming that's the that's the group that you kind of want to reach in this uh with with find your purpose correct it's it's not 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 just want to reach that group but i want to represent that group, okay. Because I want to reach, I want to reach everybody. Everybody is willing and open to be reached. Right. Um. I want to reach. You know, there's there's households that grew up with everything, but can't relate to their families, but they can relate to us. Right. And vice versa. So find your purpose is more about everybody. But I want to represent the unrepresented in Carroll County. Yeah. Okay. So um, I, I like how you put it to me. There's you know the other side of the tracks. Like you know a lot of people. So, so what is that other side, and, and what don't people see in Carroll County a lot of? I think, um, I think when you first think about Carroll County, you're not from here. You think about 140, Town Mall. You think about the Ag Center, the hospital, and just all this, the shops and everything on 140. But on the other side of town and in different places, there's low-income houses. There's drug problems. There's people that come from multiple different cities that plant here. Um, and they bring the heroin, everything else, and pretty much like watch certain residents deteriorate. And, right. um, you know, there's there's crime, there's everything you can think of that will happen in any kind of small city. It happens in Westminster and Carroll County as well, especially yeah. the drug. But it's not talked about a lot. Yeah. And it's definitely not represented. Um, we have all kinds of sober houses and all kinds of uh, homeless communities and just things that people just don't even think about talking about. Um, The violence, the robberies, these and and the people that are committing these crimes and or or they're having the crimes happen to them are the people that I'm connected to. So because of that, I feel like I have a a reach to where I can help create change or at least maybe spark the idea of change that some people can't 
get to because they won't talk to you. Yeah, and I, you've said before, I, I've watched the same people that are still trying to figure it out my yeah. whole life, and they still haven't gotten it. Yeah. But I think that's why your you're, um, you know, Find Your Purpose is so good because I know you go after the youth a lot, and you mm-hmm. and I have talked about this before. Uh, pretty much, man, the next generation is how you change it. Uh, yeah. The current generation is kind of already lost, right? But yep. if you can get that next generation to believe, like, look, you don't have to live this life. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do this stuff. You can go really do whatever it is you want. How, how do you... Because like you said, a lot of these kids are coming from broken homes, Mm -hmm. drug-infested homes. Like, they've got a lot of emotions and stuff going on and traumas. How do you... How do you guys break through all that? Is it because... I guess because you came from that, you know how to relate better than most? I I would say... I want to touch on a couple of things you said. Um, Yeah, I I may have made some assumptions (laughs) in there. I'm sorry. No, no, it was was great. Um, Yeah, I can relate to them. And and the people on my team can relate to them. I, I had people on my team who were drug addicts that barely made it um, or their family members didn't make it. I've had people on my team that were drug dealers, um, people that had spent years in jail, people that were molested, um, every uh, abused, beat up, everything you can think of, we had that within our organization. So when a kid comes to us and they want to talk about something, you know, because I have communication with people who went through all that, I can talk to them, but I can also take them to somebody that went through the exact same thing that they went through. Now we break through these kids because we look like the people that they idolize. You know what I'm saying? They watch the videos, they yeah. like the cars and the jewelry and the tattoos, and that's that's who we are. So right then and there, they're already attracted to wanting to talk to us. Right. Once we bring them in, we pull them in deeper because we know what you're going through. Like, personally, um, I grew up in a violent household. Um, alcoholism was, was really bad in my household. Um, my parents were together, but it it, it wasn't it wasn't a good yeah. place growing up. And we grew up poor. You know what I'm saying? Um, up until I got a little older, we didn't we didn't have anything at all. I grew up without a bathroom because I was living in Rice's Town. I didn't have a bathroom, uh, no central air, no cable, no none of that. So when I was in middle school, it was the first time I actually took like a real shower. Wow. At, at a friend's house. Um, maybe maybe late late uh, grade school, whatever. Um, and uh, you know this. Stuff like that you wouldn't have no idea about me unless I unless I told you. Right. But yeah, we kinda you know, we, we went through it. My parents were great, great people. It's just that's how they were raised and you, you kinda follow how you were. Yeah, you gotta break well, it's usually you gotta break the cycle, right? Yeah. Um so and then as I got into school, um, you know, I I got in a lot of fights in school. I've been suspended several times, I got kicked out, I failed my first twelfth grade year for getting so many fights that I just wasn't in school. Um I came back for the second 12th grade year and I got in trouble for doing something outside of school. Um, another fight situation, right. unfortunately, and uh, they expelled me. So my only option was to go to a Baltimore County school or to go to Gateway, which back then was still kind of a new. Gateway now is like a program. It's like set up a lot differently now. Right. Back then it was almost like as soon as you get out of jail or juvenile, you go straight to Gateway. So right. we're in there with everybody. It was just it was um a fun experience, and, uh, uh, but I graduated. I got my real diploma. Good. Um, and I, I made I made it out. That was my first real accomplishment. But so a lot of the kids that I deal with are going through that right now. They're going to Gateway. They're trying to figure out what they want to do. They're trying to figure out if they even want to push through school. And right. then when I tell them my story and they see where I was able to get to myself, it's like, all right, well maybe I can do it too. Good. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. They need that, right? I mean. Well, and I, th- I think part of the problem that you have to overcome is just showing that possibilities mm-hmm. exist, 
right? Because yes. yes. I'm, I'm assuming in those environments, because we learned like when I when I worked down in Baltimore, we did a lot of videos on on the problems in the inner city down mm-hmm. there, and and they said one lady said like you have to understand a lot of these kids never even leave the street that they nope. grow up on. like they have no idea that another street even exists a block over or or twenty minutes up the street is, right. is Baltimore County and everything's different right yeah you know so. I can imagine trying to get them to show them like, look, there's more than what you're seeing on a daily basis, especially as a child. It's got to be, you know, cause I'm sure it gets easier as an adult. Like you, you finally can start putting things together. But it's, 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 it's hard too. like, yeah. um, there's people, cause the majority of my crew that mm-hmm. I roll with are from Baltimore city. Mm-hmm. So a lot of them hasn't really expanded far past the city. But then when I started doing these musical, cause I put, I'm a booking agent, so I do tours. So I started doing tours up and down the East Coast, and I'm taking them places that they haven't been before, um, even as far as like Hagerstown or Frederick. Like, right. wow, you know, I'm like, man, it's like an hour hour drive, you know what I'm saying? But um, it's just a mind state you get you get that you get stuck in, um, whether it's from Baltimore City or you're in somewhere like a Westminster, and you don't leave here, right? To even know, yeah, like if you go down, to, like the far as they'll go, they'll go to the harbor, <laughs> but they, there's there's such a wonderful culture. In the Baltimore area, there's the malls. There's all kinds of different things, but some people never leave here, right. and vice versa. Yeah, so I bridge. We we kind of bridge the gap of you know. It's like I'm in Baltimore as much as I'm in Carroll County. Well, and what I think is important with what you're doing is you're just you're asking people to talk to each other. Yeah. Uh, that's the whole point of this show is. Mm-hmm. Look, instead of making your assumptions and and whatever, talk to people, and you might find out there's a lot of common interest, right? Yeah, facts. Um, so. Speaking of which, let's let's because uh, I know we had a couple things, but I, I speaking of that right now, let's jump into the Westminster City Police. Mm-hmm. So, why why do you love those guys, and how have they helped <laughs> you, and and um, you know why do you find them an important piece to all this? Well, they actually reached out to me um, after a, a newspaper article that was put out about me starting the nonprofit and what I wanted to do with the with the troubled youth, and. Um, Certain neighborhoods in Westminster, you know, they have zero connection to the police department. They don't want to talk to them. Right. They'll run. They're they're resisting. They're doing all that. Um, so they wanted to find somebody that was of that, that had enough pull that we can maybe start making the communication a little bit better. Yeah. Now, because I come from this area and I've dealt with the police myself in so many different ways, um, it was hard. It was hard for me to be open to that and uh, I'm, st- I'm still a little a little reserved with it but um i, I deal i deal with some of the, the top of the line of the westminster city i'm not going to put their, na- their names yeah. out but uh they um have been very supportive of everything that i wanted to do um i did an easter egg hunt and i needed um a permit um they signed not only did they sign off on my permit this is like why COVID was still kind of getting situated not only did they sign off on my permit but they brought the entire police force out to support the actual event awesome um i've met with them several times uh right now we're in the process of putting an anti-bullying um program together where uh the mayor is going to be involved the police are going to be involved and the high schools are going to be involved so it's amazing thing to have somebody like me who comes from the other side be able to sit down at the table with them and work on something together yeah that shows one group of Westminster, like, wow, like they're working with him. And then it shows this group of Westminster, yeah. like, wow, he's working with them. But I've actually got nothing but support from my community based on my moves. I thought they were going to feel funny, but I, I've got nothing but support. I think, I think when you're a real person, 
people just believe and trust yeah. that you're making the right decisions. Well, and I think when you're trying to do the right thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, I mean, this stuff, I mean, I I, I think the police in Carroll County uh, have a good relationship with most of the public. but I, They have know, a good relationship yeah. with the public that comes to mind at first. They have right. a terrible relationship with the other, with the public and people that I, that I represent. So, um, so uh, yeah, I, I'm trying to think how to ask that how do you, yeah, how do you overcome that? I mean, I guess is I guess what you're doing, right? Like, Hey, you guys um, need to come talk to them and realize it's not as bad as you make step it step by step. Yeah. So the, so the Easter egg hunt, we were doing it with events because the best way to do it is have everybody around each other. Yeah. So I did the Easter egg hunt, right? A couple months later, they, they, they did a block party on in tot lot off of center street. Okay. Um, which is a place where, you know, a lot of minorities are or whatever. So they did a pop up block, uh, block party. I provided the DJ, and my guys came out, and the whole force was out. All the food was free and everything like that. Oh, cool. We had bounce house. No, nah, there wasn't a bounce house at that one, but everybody was just, like, playing basketball, eating food, chilling, taking pictures. We did a big group group shot, and I had all these guys, like, I've never, ever been at a cookout with this many police here before. And then he's like, but it's kind of cool. Yeah. The last time I seen him, he was chasing me into the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, the last time I seen him, he locked me up. But nobody it wasn't about that. It was just like, hey, we can, we can coexist. Well, well, and... Again, when you talk to people, I get you get to see their their true nature, right? Like yeah. when, when you don't talk to someone, your your stories are what take over for that person. Mm-hmm. Like your stories could not even be the remote truth of what that person's about. Yeah. But it's not until you talk to that person, you're like, hey, I don't know what I was worried about or upset, you know. So yeah, it's I, it's, it's 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 been a it's been a, a wonderful ride. Like even what is helping with them, we help um, market uh, the election um, with, with with Mona Becker and uh, everybody when they did when they had when they ran for mayor. And uh, I had a lot of people asking me, like, why are you supporting these people? Because, like, Westminster, some people Westminster have never voted in the local election ever before in their life. They've been here for 20, 30 years, never done it. We was able to um, help make this year uh, one of the biggest turnouts yeah. at the polls, and it's in history. One of the biggest turnouts ever in Westminster was this year, and I, I would like to think that we had a lot to do with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's great. Well, and I, I think from both sides of, of Carroll County, mm-hmm. more people need to be involved in voting. Yeah. I mean, here in Tawnytown, I think it was like less than a, a quarter of the population voted for who's, you know, that, that mm-hmm. needs to change, man. There needs to be more people involved. And in. the thing, and, that, and that's why I think they kind of like brought me in too, is about getting people that, getting other people, like they, they call me a, a, a street liaison or community liaison. It's about getting people that other people will listen to as well to help bridge that gap and show something different. Yeah. Because yeah. nobody even pays it. The people I, I grew up with, they don't even pay attention to anything like that going on. Right. Whatsoever. But they pay attention to us. Right. So if I say something or we say something and we talk, then it's like, um, let me check that out. And right. then next thing you know, um, now they're actually into it and interested. Well, and they should be because... I mean, their vote decides on how things are divided up, mm-hmm. what taxes go where, whether taxes are increased. You know, so I think uh, you know all all American citizens should be more involved in voting. And, and some, some somebody who who is aware of that, like like yourself, you know that. But the other people yeah. that aren't aware or just don't care, they don't. They think they don't matter. They don't have a value. And um, that's kind of what we're trying to do. Is you know, hey, okay. hey, look at me. Yeah we're, yeah, we're we're making a difference. Good. Yeah. Good, good, good. Um. So, so you want you said you want to talk about fundraising, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not sure the nonprofit you've gotten pretty good at that. But, but why why fundraising, and, and why did you want that to be a topic today? Um. Well, 
one of the issues that I'm trying to be as like uh, respectful as possible. One of the issues that I that I see or that w- w- was bothering me in Carroll County was I watched like um, everybody get grants and money and stuff like that. But when we were trying to do fundraisers to raise money for things that is going directly into to the community, it's like we got very little support. And I never, I didn't understand why. Um, some of my mentors says it's because, Bill, like, Billy, don't worry about it. You're doing something different. No one's ever did this. It's going to take a while for people to catch on. Yeah. But sometimes we need the funding now. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I, I can wait two years, but then two years from now, that's how many kids have I missed? Right. How many adults have I missed? The people I, can, I could have given jobs to or saved or, or inspired. So um, it's been a little bit of a, a struggle, but... We have had some support, some big supporters come through and help us with our studio, um, help us with different things, but it's been like individuals. You know, yeah. I, would, I, would, I would have thought, um, based on how much we do in the community, the higher ups, give them whatever they need. Right. Boom. That didn't happen. Yeah. Or it's the, just not how the world works. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Or, 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 or the, um, the people who aren't high up, like just people, we felt so many people and some of them didn't even do anything. Like we're like everybody, if everybody on my Facebook pages donates a dollar, that's $5,000, right? A dollar. And some people couldn't donate a dollar. Right. I put so much money in people's pockets out, out of my own personal pocket and they couldn't donate a dollar. Right. So, um, you know, getting through those frustrations were hard, but it's a learning process. Well, and part of that learning is part of what I touched on to you with you is, mm-hmm. is what's your story that you're telling, right? That's yeah. got to be a clean, crisp, concise story True. about what you're trying to do. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, were you surprised by who, who was actually backing you and funding you and, and helping you achieve your goal? S- surprise? No. Okay. Disappointed in a, in a way? Yeah, not disappointed by the people helping, but disappointed by the people, the lack. So the majority of the people that donated to me were older people and white people or Caucasians or whatever you want to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> that was the majority of the support that I got. So, you know, I'm like, what's up, man? I'm, I've been doing a lot for everybody, but they're the ones that kind of like stepped up. Now, that's, it was disappointing a little bit, not... I had a lot of others too, but when I think about the majority of people that did most of it, that's who it was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I find that interesting. And then again, your relationship with the police, I just think, again, what you're doing is needed. It's, it's mm-hmm. awesome. I, I find high value in it. So I, I just, yeah, man, keep going. Um, Cause again, I try to explain this to other people too. Like tech companies get this. They don't care whether you're on board with whatever they're doing mm-hmm. or not. If they know if they can get it in your kid's hands, it's game over. Yep. So I think you're doing the same thing. Like this current generation may not get it, but if you get the next generation on this wave of thought, they're going to teach the next generation and the next generation, and then then your mm-hmm. vision's coming to, to fruition, right? Yep. So it's it's um, just to touch on a couple kids. So all right, my son, you know he just recently graduated. Uh, he's an artist, a great artist, but I taught him how to. I taught him the music business, so he's also an engineer. So he makes money recording and mixing and mastering other artists, cool. as well as his artist thing. Um, there's another kid that I mentor. He does music as well. I helped him get a job. Um, another girl that we mentor, we helped her save money to get a car. 
Um, he even saved her from her old car sa- once. Saved her from an old car. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's another girl who, you know, she struggled a little bit at home. I have her. We pay her to clean the studio. Like, we do so much stuff behind the scenes that, no, and that's just four. We touch, like, way more than well, that. Well, and you're speaking about paying some of these kids, like teaching them how money works mm-hmm. and how to work for money. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where the where my dog's hot dog cart comes yes. into play, right? Yes. Which is a new thing you're, going, you're doing. It is. Which uh, hopefully, I mean, now, so uh, we are now, what, in August? You mm-hmm. probably won't see this uh, show until, I'm going to assume November, but your hot dog cart should be up and rolling yep. then. So if you see where my dog's out on about Westminster, it's Billy here. <laughs> be sure to check him out. Oh, it'll uh, be everywhere, yeah. Because, uh, again, you started this because you want, you want to get young kids and show them not only how to run and operate a business, but how to interact with customers, how yep. to make sure that they are pleased and come back. So I think that's very cool because a lot of these kids that you're working with probably would never have that opportunity otherwise. A right? lot of them have trouble keeping jobs, but working for me, it feels like it don't feel like work. Well, that, you know? and I'm, I'm sure they feel a little more responsibility to yeah, you. Yeah, they don't want to mess it up. So right. yeah. <laughs> they, they're going to do a good job. And it's like, I'm gonna we're going to employ 12 kids because it's, it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, eight-hour shifts, but I'm going to split it. So it would be like two kids working for four hours, two kids working for another four hours, and then I'll have um, adult managers overseeing everything. But we're going to let the kids do the inventory. Um, Make change, know, take the, orders. All that. We're teaching them everything. Good. So eventually, when the kids, some of these kids turn 18, 19, whatever, they might even be a part owner because I, I plan to make this a franchise and take it to different cities. Cool. That's my overall goal. Very, very cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's. All. I didn't know you were trying to franchise. That yeah. would be great. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, the more kids you can help, all the better, right? And that the whole overall purpose. I have, all I have my whole um, staff already ready to go. Just literally sitting there. Soon, soon, soon as it's painted and wrapped and ready to go, I have the staff to ready go. to go. Yep. All ready to roll. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, um, I was say do this a little earlier on this one. Um, I'm going to go ahead and thank my sponsor real quick, which. For season two, uh, Target Community Educational Services is our sponsor, and Target is also a client of mine. I've been a big fan of theirs for many years. We can't mm-hmm. thank them enough for their support, more importantly, their belief in us and what we're trying to accomplish here. Uh, Target Community and Educational Services is a nonprofit in Carroll County striving to enhance the lives of people with disabilities through their Human Services graduate program at McDaniel College. You too can have the life-changing experience of working with these amazing people while getting your master's basically for free. Uh, find out more about their graduate program at mcdaniel.edu or Target's website, targetcommunity.org. And while you're there, uh, think about giving a donation directly to Target Community to help enhance the lives of people with disabilities. Um, also, real quick, thank you to Pipe the Side Brewing for the t-shirt sponsor today. Uh, be sure to go check them out and drink some good beer with them. And uh, another quick note about the McDaniel College Human Services Management Program. It's a 30-credit program where they give you 80% of your tuition scholarship paid for. You also get an annual stipend of $26,000. And, of course, while you're in the program, you also get free room and board. So if you're interested in human services management, be sure to check out Target Community and Educational Services. Mm -hmm. So back to you and me, though. yeah, where, overall vision. Where where's all this headed? Where where do you want to take both both entities? I'm sure it's a it's a never changing uh, thought yeah. process. But but where are you headed now? Well, there is a music. All right, there's a big booking agency called Live Nation. Um, you've probably seen it, but if you got to kind of like be into the mix to really know what they are. But they're uh, you know Beyonce, Jay Z. Um, Pearl Jam, every major artist you can think of, they book through Live Nation. They do worldwide tours. 
um, and they come into different cities and they kind of like, I guess, have ownership in the major venues, the, the Royal Farms Arena, Meriwether, all that kind of stuff in every single city. So underneath of them is Rock Nation, which is Jay-Z's label. Right. Rock Nation con- connected his old record label Rockefeller and Live Nation to make Rock Nation. So they handle the musical side and the booking side. Okay. The majority of the money that artists, independent artists make or major label artists now make is through touring because it's not as much money being made through record sales. So right. they tour and do merchandise. So they kind of put it together. So now it's like you get all in all management, um, booking, music, promotion, distribution, all in one spot. I'm trying to be that for our area. Nice. That's my goal. That'd be awesome. Um, I actually had a chance to work with Live Nation at the Fillmore and Baltimore Soundstage. Um, I've opened up for like a bunch of different artists as a, as an artist. Um, like everybody you think of, I've, I've done shows with. And so I'm already kind of like tied in. So I'm like r- really seeing how they do things and how things work, whatever. Yeah. So I do it on a small scale, but they're multimillionaires. If I'm successful on a small scale, I'll be set. So but, that's my goal. Well, baby steps, man. Yeah. It might be small scale now, but yeah, that yeah, doesn't yeah, mean yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. build it up and, and, and run with it. That, that's my goal for Wisdom Court, for, um, for Find Your Purpose. Uh, I, would like to, I would like to take that and just make that like the Boys and Girls Club, you know what I'm saying? Like different, different cities, like start here in Westminster, then I go to Baltimore, then I go to here. Right. And have like little, I guess, like centers or hubs there to have studios and everything that we got at our place. And do to just kind of replicate the same thing over and over and over again. So I, I want to take that to a whole nother level. So what is it about the video and photography and music creation that you think lets these kids open up? Um, creativity. Creativity and um, just a way to get out passion and energy. I feel like most of these kids are the ones that listen to loud music that you'll see walking up the down street rapping or they'll paint their nails and have spikes everywhere because they want to express themselves. There's really no better way besides sports and music right. to really exp- martial arts, which is sports, but things like that to express yourself. So I'm just picking, I'm picking one of those and music is just the one that I pick. Yeah. Well, and, and music I'm sure is a good way to uh, let those emotions out, right? Yep. You know, mm-hmm. you can you can be true and honest in your songs and, mm-hmm. and whatever you're writing, and I'm sure that's a good form of therapy for some. Yeah. So, you know, once you guys pull them in, though, are you able to say to these kids, like, look, you know, we're happy to talk to you, but, you know, in, in bad cases, are you able to say, we think you should go talk to this therapist, and do they respond to you better since it's coming from you and not, like you said, I, yeah. the button-up person at a I, high school? Absolutely. Um, we work with uh, Rise Up, and together we own it as well. So a lot of kids that would come to me that, you know, I can only, I, I do a lot, but I can only do so much. Um, but I, I teach a youth group with them on Monday nights called Real Talk with Billy Live. So when I have kids that need, like, more assistance, maybe help with school, different things like that, then I'll refer them to there. So they'll still be with me, but they'll also have um, access to, you know, the, all, all the, the things. That, support. Yeah, yeah, the appropriate support. And they help them better with that. I haven't gotten in too deep into that side of things. But yeah. I have connections that can help with those things. Good. Yeah. Very good. Um, so what was it in your life that made you flip that switch and say, I'm, 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 I'm breaking it? I mean, because you said you got your, your son to graduate. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. So, so what was it in your life where you, you woke up and you're like, okay, uh, things have got to change? All of my friends were dying or going to jail, oh. like right in front of my face. 
to a point to where I, you know, w- one step that way or <laughs> one more minute, it could have been me. Right. And um, I just didn't want to, I didn't want to live like that anymore. And then I started realizing as I grew that I had a lot of influence and I was a leader and the, the steps that I take and mistakes that I make, I have a lot of people that want to follow me. If I want to go do something good, they're going to follow me. But if I want to go do something bad, they're going to follow me. So as a good leader, why would you want to take all your people down? So I decided to not smoke. I don't drink like that. I don't do drugs. Yeah. I don't I don't uh, bash women. I don't do any of that. Now, some people would look at me like growing up, I got made fun of like I'm prude or I'm scared or whatever. But I maintain that, you know, pretty much my whole life. And I'm still like that to this day. So I just want to be an inspiration for people that because I look like everybody else. I'm in the same places as everybody else, and I'm cool as everybody else, but I'm not doing all the stuff that makes us look bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm, I'm just showing people that you can still be the man or the woman and live and a not, different kind of way. Not be doing all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's very true. Um, I, yeah, well, and like you said, I mean, it's a problem all over the county, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. And you're not the first person who brought that up. But we we uh, spoke with Terry Smack of Terry Stag and Title, and mm-hmm. we asked her, what's the biggest change you've seen in Carroll County? And, and she said drugs. drugs. She said, unfortunately, the biggest change I've seen is the drugs, and it's affecting. So my age group was here when the heroin first started getting bad in like like 96, 97, you know, I just watched like a whole school just go downhill, football players, people that had like so many great opportunities just go straight downhill. And then yeah. I watched their younger brothers and their kids. And then as time went on, everybody started dying. We would go to funerals quite often. Now it's to a point where people that we grew up with are still dying to this day. And I'm like, we're like 20 years past then and they're still struggling with this problem but the fentanyl now it's like yeah, it's, it's killing them off even quicker and it's just um, as far as I know as far as I can remember this is what I've been experiencing so it's like this is just the Curl County that I know Yeah. so when other people are just catching on I'm like yeah we've been <laughs> we, this is what we've been in you know what I mean but, but you know what again I think it's important to bring this to people's attention because if you want a better community you know, you need to know your community. You need to know your community yeah. and know how to help, mm-hmm. right? Because there's problems that you know. If we're not lifting each other up, it's uh, uh, to me, it's kind of a lost cause. Yeah, right. But I, I also want to touch on real quick. Like you said, you got picked on, but you still you didn't care because I got picked on a lot too when mm-hmm. I was in, in younger. Um, but I, you know, where I think you succeeded and I failed for a little bit in my life was just be yourself, right? Who mm-hmm. cares what everyone else thinks? You know, for a while there, I was trying to be everyone but myself. Yeah. And it wasn't, you know, and that's where, man, a lot of the depression and anger and all that stuff set in because, mm-hmm. well, I wasn't being me, right? So I, I think it's really cool that, that you say you didn't care, man. You were just going to oh, be it wasn't, you. it wasn't easy. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah it's never <laughs> it easy, easy, right? And, yeah. And, like, the and I don't know if I want to say picked on as much. Um, I would say more like uh, picked at. Yeah. Because I didn't really get picked on, but, but like, but, but even the peer pressure. I mean, that's how a lot of people lot get of into drugs yeah, and get into pressure. trouble. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's peer pressure, right? And mm-hmm. and and that need for, especially as a young person, wanting to needing to fit in. Because then you'll break you'll break by the pressure, and then you start doing something small, yeah. gateway drugs, and yeah. it turns into something, and now your whole life is screwed up. Yeah, yeah, and which which is crazy because you realize as you get older, if you get out of all that stuff, like, you realize all that peer pressure stuff as a kid was. It meant nothing, mm-hmm. right? Like, as you grow older, you realize all the stuff you worried about as a kid meant absolutely nothing. Yeah. 
you know, so. Yeah, I, I, I deal with that with a lot of kids now. And like, to me, going through it, I'm like, man, this ain't nothing. Don't worry about it. But to them, this is their life. Right. It's, and, I, and, it's and, and that's one thing parents and um, teachers and everybody need to understand, too, is just because we feel a certain kind of way now. Have you ever try stepping try to find a way to step inside the shoes or the mind of the kid that you're talking to they're not where you are right they're not as mature right so that's one thing i do very good at because i was that i was that kid yeah yeah where i mean you're young you're what you think appearance is everything it's not at all uh you know and Mm -hmm. then yeah i mean if you're getting picked on at school and i mean you can feel isolated and all that stuff so yeah I, I, i it's a different breed of uh human to deal with for sure yeah um I, I, I was, uh, I'm trying to think of the right word to use, but where, where I grew up at, I had like almost a whole town not like me at one point. So like everywhere I would go, I had, it was like a, the threat of people wanting to jump me or, or do something like that. And I kind of like went through that for a couple of years because I wasn't into and I wasn't following what everybody else was doing. I went through that for years, but all of those people now are some of my biggest supporters Every yeah. single one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because you showed them another, you showed them an al- alternate path, right? Yep. There's, mm-hmm. there's other options than what you think is in front of you. Even the, from the older, from the older ones to the younger ones, all of them support what, I, what I'm trying to do. So I like kind of like survived, um, where a lot of people didn't, did not survive, whether it's physically or mentally. Yeah. Some of them mentally didn't make it out of the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> I think this is a commercial recently, but I like the saying of it. It's like it's it's basically the premise of it is your parents raise you to believe that you can do whatever you want, which is true. You mm-hmm. can literally do whatever you want in life. It's just a matter of how motivated are you to get to that point. But they say, but then as you grow up, <clears throat> your parents decide to tell you like, well, be careful that y- y- you can't really go do that because you might you might fall short or this or that. And mm-hmm. they kind of stamp you. So how how not only did you keep your dreams and goals live even to this day i mean i see all the time posting like man i'm i'm keep going i don't mm-hmm. care what people say how do you keep that going and how do you instill that in, in the younger kids like look you got to believe in what you're doing it's really the only way in life right it's a hard question um <laughs> we a, don't ask easy ones i'm a rare breed i'm not like everybody else so for me i would i would literally wake up like this i just wake up like this i don't know how I feel like God has his hand on me um, just because he's got me out and putting, he's got me out of a lot of situations and put me in a lot of good situations. So he has his hand on me, but everybody's not like that. So what I tell people is if you want to be like that and it's not you and you don't have that leadership thing, and that's cool because the supporting actresses or actors sometimes become the stars of yeah. the movie um just like running backs and quarterbacks and coaches and i tell people like if you want to be somewhere and you're not there yet you need to put yourself around the kind of people you want to be like i like it yeah we talk about that a yeah. lot on the show so i yeah. recently i was in a rut trying to figure out like you know i want to do this i don't know what to do but everybody around me um at that point didn't inspire me so when you're around a bunch of people that don't inspire you, you're not going to push because you might have a better job than them. And that, just that extra $10 you get, you feel superior, right? right? So you're like, well, cool, I'm, I'm cool. But in the real world, you're still this small, <laughs> yeah, right? But- so I, got my, I made myself uncomfortable. And I went and met with uh, uh, George Perkins, uh, Magic. Yeah, great um, guys. Mona. Yeah. Uh, so so many different people who were doing things on a higher level than me and had a way bigger vision and were older than me and 
those are those ended up being like my crew in a sense so like when i sit down with them i'm a student and then when i go back to my crew i'm a teacher again but i had to make myself uncomfortable and put myself in a position to be around the people doing the things that i wanted to do i love that you brought that up Mm -hmm. let's talk about discomfort because uh, to me, again, this show is not meant as medical advice or anything, and we, I'm certainly not a therapist, but I know when I was in a dark place, what helped me and what I learned from my brother, go start putting yourself in uncomfortable situations because that's why you're unhappy. You're not living your life. You're not mm-hmm. You're not testing yourself. You're not pushing yourself. Testing, that's good. Right? You, you know? So I love that you said, man, I, I when I hit that rut, and another thing, good thing you said there, like, hey, it sounds like you got it all together, but you still hit ruts. Everyone does, mm-hmm. right? Any business owner is going to hit some ruts. But being uncomfortable was what got you out of that rut. That's So I um, I read books by a guy named Robert Greene. He did The 48 Laws of Power, The 33 Strategies of War, and several other books. Um, the 33 Strategies of War, there's a chapter called The Death Ground Strategy. The Death Ground Strategy is like when you put yourself in a bind – to where your back's against the wall, you have absolutely no choice but to fight and win. I put myself in those positions all the time, and I always find a way to win. Now, some people look at me like, why are you, are you taking that risk? Like, why would you do that? That's how I train my mind and, and my soul to be stronger. I put myself on deaf ground, whereas, like, if I fail, then... I'm going to disappoint everybody or I'm going to lose all my money or I'm going to do all of this, but I got so good at doing it. I don't recommend it for everybody, <laughs> but I got, I got good at doing it when I didn't have any help because I had to, I had to take certain risk in order to get to the next level, but I got really, really good at doing it. So if I lose everything today, I'm comfortable there. Okay. Cause you know, you can get it all back. If I, if I lose my car, if I, my bank account goes away, um, I lose my job. Um, other people would probably like contemplate <laughs> not being here anymore. Me, I'm going to sit there for a minute. I'm like, all right, bet. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do that. I'm, right. That's just how my mind works from me putting myself through discomfort and pain. Um, I learned how to just accept it as part of my, my grind. But that's a, I think that's a very powerful mindset, especially for the young kids that you work with. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the mindset you want them to have, right? Look, it's called life. You're going to get smacked around. You're going to get beat up. And every time you take a step forward, mm-hmm. life's going to laugh at you and kick you two steps back. It's, like, it's, 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 a, it's a militant. It's a soldier mind state. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just like when you're out there in the war, I think of everything like I'm in war, like I, I, like um, the movie 300 and Spartans and all that kind of stuff. It's like when those guys, those those kind of men were out there, they couldn't cry. They couldn't post on social media and I'm having a bad day I'm had you had to get out there and fight or you weren't going to survive right that's how I move yeah well no a lot of business owners even a lot of ones we've had on the show have said like look I had a kid on the way I lost my job I had 100 bucks in the bank it was sink or swim yeah and a lot of them say you know look man that's when you burn the ships right like mm-hmm. like you're saying don't leave yourself in a skid there is no plan b it's plan a or nothing right mm-hmm. and that's uh, that's a good mindset to have. Like you said, it some may not be able to handle it because there's a lot of mental stress that comes with that. It's 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 yeah, <laughs> it is it yeah. is. Um, and then especially when you're responsible for I I take care of my mom. I have my son. Um, I take care of a lot of people, and I have that pressure. So then I have my own personal self. If I was to fail, I know it's going to affect a whole lot of people. So I have all kinds of pressure on me to not ever like fail yeah well and i hopefully i say this correctly i i feel that some people may overlook too i think in the african-american community where like you said 
you're responsible for a lot more people than maybe some white households might be for. Like, mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of people that will take care of their parents in old age or be asked to, but like, it seems like in some African American, like it's like generations of people that yeah. you're kind of looked to take care of. And so that's, I mean, yeah. that's a stifling thing right there because you're trying to build your own future. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, what do you think are some, some things to, to overcome that whole process too? I mean, I think obviously changing mindsets, but you know, how how do you get so that each generation can take care of itself? Um, that's a that's a good question. Um, I think mainly is just finding out who you are and what position that you play. So, like I was saying, to go back a little bit about the actresses and the supporting whatever. Yeah. Some people aren't made to be leaders, and they'll get put in leadership positions and they don't do well and then they fail and it affects everybody. Sometimes you have to go out there and like attach yourself to like-minded individuals and different people that there might be somebody in your family that's good at this or good at that or whatever. You gotta can't always put it all on your own back and make almost like a team in a sense. Yeah. And once you once you that's like the first step. Once you get to that point, then you can start like figuring out, okay, what can we do to keep this legacy going for our family or what can yeah. we do for that some people get so much pressure because they're the one that went to college. So they think automatically, they went to college, they're the ones going to lead us to the promised land, but they might be one of the weakest people in the whole entire family. Right. So it's like really finding out who's who and molding. Well, and just because you're making money doesn't mean you're good with money. Exactly. Right? Because right. managing money and understanding how to invest it and make it work for you is mm-hmm. a whole other thing as mm-hmm. opposed to just making it. Um because I know I've talked to you. I mean, I'd love to come talk to your kids um, with, with my wife's father who does a lot the financial of... financial yeah, stuff, yeah. like, because to me, I, I think even across the board, all aspects of life, teaching people about money doesn't exist. It's not in schools. Nope. Like, and, and why not? Like, this country could yeah. be a million times more powerful if each person had a million dollars, right? You know, so um, getting that... We need that to fun. teach hustle. We need to teach, like, the, the real world stuff that goes yeah. on. Hard work. That's what we teach. Etiquette. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I'm glad that you guys teach etiquette too, because man, I think that's lost too. And a lot of these young kids think like you can roll in and talk however you want to people. It's like, man, it's only detrimental to you. Like yep. you can, it may make you sound like you're awesome and badass, but but at the end of the day, like all it does is be detrimental to your life. You know, right? I, I stopped. I don't even write any bonics anymore. Like you know, with the the abbreviations and all that. I don't even write like that because when I first when I first started becoming popular, I was trying to write like letters to businesses and I would put like, uh, what like W A T or something like just weird stuff. I had to like stop doing all that. Cause yeah, no one's gonna respond to that. Not yeah. at all. And yeah. and I say that to say that's the same way with being able to articulate and have verbal communication with people. Yeah. You can't go in there and be like, uh, uh, yo, you know what I'm saying? Well, word, so yeah. It ain't, it ain't gonna work and then yeah. you get mad because no one's taking you serious because you don't take yourself yeah. serious yeah well and i think it's on all aspects of life too from from all walks of life i mean it who's your audience right mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna play to your audience you're gonna talk to your audience and depending on your environment you're gonna play that role that yep. you need to play to make sure that you know bruce lee um i don't know the exact quote but it's about being fluid like water Oh, yeah. Right? So he says, like, water can come crashing down. It can go through the cracks. It can fill the cup. It can it can take the shape of, so, formlessness. That's also a law that I studied or whatever. So I, I, I follow that a lot. So wherever you put me, I just kind of work the room, and I can just 
you got to be flexible. Figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you you can learn as many laws of you know life, whatever. Mm-hmm. Life will always throw a monkey wrench into yep. you know. It's just like, hey, look, it, it's it is what it is. You got to figure it out. And being flexible too. Well, and I think part of being flexible comes with being able to manage your emotions. So when you have traumas and stuff, <laughs> right, and you've got all that. The last thing on your mind is this higher level thinking of, of, okay, how can I be better when you've got, when you can't deal and resolve those traumas that are in your body. So I deal with that a lot with, with, with kids and adults. I, well, I, honestly, I think everyone does. Mm-hmm. I, I slowly, we're starting to talk about mental health more, but I think there's a lot of adults out there that suffer through this stuff and don't realize it's their inability to let this stuff go. Right. Mm-hmm. And so Kelly's been watching the show. Uh, it was on TV a while ago called Lucifer. Mm-hmm. So it's about the devil, but it's an interesting premise that he's not actually evil. It was just a punishment by God. But their premise of hell in the show is people's inability to forgive themselves for what they've done in life. And I found that interesting because I really do think a lot of the torment and suffering in this world is people's own inability to just forgive themselves for something that was done or, or forgive someone else for something that was done to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know those kids it's again it's it's getting them to understand like look you're not your emotions you're not your feelings right they just tend to happen to you so how can you harness those and actually go do something good with them yeah i um i had to learn how to master my emotions uh but i didn't even know i was emotional (laughs) i didn't i didn't know yeah um once you once you can accept the fact that you're emotional and you can almost step outside of yourself and look at yourself, then you can start to see how other people look at you. Yeah. So once I started realizing how other people looked at me, I was like, well, I don't want to be looked at like that. Yeah. So even when I was feeling so I could be burning up and on the inside, I was able to find a way to kind of, you know, control that at least until I got in the car or at least until, and then from that point, I learned how to deal with it on my own. So I might be in a situation to be so calm and then, you know, call my best friend up and be like, oh my God. <laughs> so I, I did that for a long time. And now to a point to where like, I don't have to make that phone call. Right. I, I can internalize it and, and figure it out just by like, you know, um, I don't let my emotions trick me. Sometimes yeah. when we think with our emotions, we see things completely different. Yeah. When you're emotional, nothing is, yeah, yeah you're not thinking clear. Nope. Uh, um, I, I think I said it on the last show, but, um, my favorite quote is anger cannot win. It cannot even think clearly. I think it's from the art of war, mm-hmm. but, um, it's true. I mean, when you're anger can be used if, if you know how to harness it and hone it and use it for good, like sports, like sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when you let it consume you and it's dictating your actions, mm-hmm. that's when anger becomes a, a, a big problem. But I'm, I'm assuming anger is probably the most common emotion you deal with probably a little bit of apathy too the complete just lack of feeling like they just don't i mean i'm I, sure I, most people i deal with is a lot of anger a lot of anger and and and, and sadness yeah um yeah. i rarely get anybody that's just always up and just perky and just ready to go it's always one or the other lots of stuff going yeah. on that need to be worked through mm-hmm. gotcha gotcha well um for those that so so what about wisdom court entertainment is this something that people can walk in and just do or, i mean do you guys have appointments or or how does wisdom court entertainment yeah work? they can um you can uh you can walk into the store um we're normally there appointment only um there are certain days where i'll have kids there on a, on a regular basis all the time so we're there in the evenings saturdays and sundays um my engineers are there but they can uh you know 
you can go to the Wisdom Court Instagram, Facebook page, or my Instagram and Facebook page and send a message. Um, the phone number and the email address is right on the building as well. So you can just call, send a text message. Like are we're you, not hard to get in touch with. It are you guys on Bond Street? Is yeah, that- we're on two two Bond Street, right underneath of um, the apartment, um, behind the clothing store AO Boutique. AO Boutique. Yeah, so we're we're a shared um, a shared space company. They have their company and we have our company, but you know we you know we complement each other. Great. Yeah. So I, I don't know how to ask this. So if there's an adult out there with a kid that they know. Like I, I've heard this from you. Like some adults know they're not the best thing for their kids, so mm-hmm. they'll say, "Please." So if there's a parent out there in that position, or if there's a kid that that's sitting there lost right now, and doesn't know what to do, how do they find you, or where do you would you tell them to turn? Um, I normally tell them to come bring the kids to us, and if I have an event going on, I'll, I'm weird. As soon as the kid walks up, I'm like. Hey, grab that. Pick this up. All right, come over here. Oh, hide these eggs. Hey, I need you to go grab this water. Can you go tell this guy? I like, that's what I do with all the kids. And I do that to kind of see where their head is. Yeah. Now, the ones that kind of pause and they don't, I'm like, all right, I know what kind of person this is. The one that takes it and they're like, all right, cool. Then I know that they just want somebody to pay attention to them. Yeah. So that's what I do. That's how I learn the kids. Interesting. Yeah. Then I'll sit down with them or I'll take them to Rise Up Together. We own it. And maybe they can connect with those kids. Um, I ask them what kind of music they listen to, uh, how schools, their clothing. I, f- I find a way to connect with them immediately. And then once I find a way, then it kind of just goes from there. Good. Yeah. Good, good, good. So, I should have been like a counselor or something. I really, I really <laughs> it's never too late, man. Never <laughs> yeah. too late. Well, uh, so, yeah, if, if, if you're a, a young person out there that, that needs some direction or a place to turn, or if you're a parent that needs to give your direction mm-hmm. our kids some different direction um look up billy live and, and wisdom court entertainment and find your purpose which will soon be legit through the government which yes, will be great yes yes uh also be sure to keep an eye out for the where my dog's at hot dog cart uh i think that's super awesome you'll definitely <laughs> be seeing me and kelly kelly loves some hot dogs awesome um but uh, yeah billy thanks so much for being on the show with us mm-hmm. uh keep in touch and um for all of you in Westminster, uh, be sure to stop out at some of Billy's events that he puts on with the police. You have the Easter egg hunt, and what else? Um, we have block parties. We're about to do the anti-bullying uh, initiative, which is going to be multiple events. Okay. And um, we're going to be doing some different networking events at uh, the the studio. We're going to do all kinds of things. Good. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like, yeah, community-based people, stuff. Yeah, community-based. Good. Well, now that you all have seen him, when you see Billy out, be sure to say hi to him. He's a great guy, doing good things in our in our community. Thank you. Thank you. And um, for all of you watching and listening today, be sure to uh, like, subscribe, share, leave a five-star rating, and uh, be sure to take care of one another, be good to one another, and we'll see you next episode on Around Town. Around Town is made possible with support from listeners like you. And our sponsor for Season 2, Mr. Tom Zerpoli of Target Community and Educational Services. Also, a special thank you to Kelly Heck, who without, this show would not be possible. You can learn more about me, your host, and my company at adamstaltz.com. That's A-D-A-M-S-T-U-L-T-Z.com. And please don't forget to support us through a donation either at anchorfm.com slash aroundtowncc or right on our homepage at aroundtowncc.com. See you next episode.